0: good when the church is a family and a community. We've been talking all this month about that we're better together and that we're a community and a family and that we bear each other's burdens, that we carry each other's pain, that we pay each other's bills, that we feed each other, that we clothe each other, we babysit each other's kids. On that point, if If you have a problem getting babysitters for Vision Builders dinner, please let us know so we can organize the family to help out. Because we're a family and that's what we do together. What is Vision Builders? You've heard us talk about Vision Builders this morning, but what is Vision Builders? Basically, it's this. Vision Builders is us. The C3 Tagra family and friends joining together, not equal giving, but equal sacrifice. How many of you come from a, a, a large family? Many people come from a large, I do. Like there were six of us kids and then there was like as we grew and everybody got married, it was like our family gatherings were like 40, 50, immediate still are immediate family we just had my sister's 60th a couple of weeks ago and the whole family came together it's like it's just be- my mother would call it beautiful chaos and you know it's it's a lot of money to feed that many people for us all to get together but what we say is hey let's just make a list we do you do a Facebook page and we just say okay so this is what we're going to need for lunch and just put down what you're bringing so someone brings some meat. Someone, you know, someone—one of the families that maybe not earning as much—say, oh, "I'll bring the bread rolls," you know. And another family will say, oh, "I'll bring drinks. I'll bring this. I'll bring that." And we all pull it together, and then we just have this amazing feast, and we just hang out with each other. And it may not have been equal giving. Like the person who bought, obviously, the roast, is gonna—it's gonna cost a little bit more than the person that bought the bread rolls. But when we're all eating it together, you know, it feeds us all irrespective of who bought what because we're a family and that's what we do. We we share food. Vision Builders is like that. Vision Builders is like the family coming together once a year and saying, you know what? How can we all bring something that would feed the family and sustain the family and house the family for another year. How many dads in the building? Fathers? How important is it for you as a father, as a dad, to provide a home for your family? You know, whether it's a rental home, whether it's a home you own, it's so important to provide a home for your family. And almost 19 years ago, Pastor Phil and I stepped out in the call of God to pioneer this church and we were meeting in, in a, a little public school hall we were getting harassed by the local lads um, every week we'd have to fight to just to do church and there was you know kids running over the roofs and throwing things at us and fights out in the street in Wyong and It was crazy. There was times where Phil would have to be in the middle of preaching and he'd have to say, excuse me a minute, church, we'll be back in a minute. And he would go outside and he would say to the lads, guys, I know this is your turf, but if you could just give us an hour, just one hour apiece, we'll be out of here. We just want to do church and then we're going to leave your turf and you can have it back. It was that kind of thing. And Phil said to me one day, he said, in the same way that I provided a home for my kids if it takes everything that's inside of me, if it takes my whole life if it takes every cent that I have, if it takes every energy that I have, I will provide a home for my church family we will have a home Julie, we will not be tossed around like this and we moved, after a couple of years we moved over to Wang High School and um, to get away from the lads and and everything else that went with that housing commission area. Um, Although we loved that to to two and a half years there, we loved it there because we were reaping a harvest of souls and mostly drug addicts, prostitutes, um, you know, everything that moved and shaked, we were getting them saved and they were coming to the Lord and God was blessing us and it was an incredible time of our lives. So we moved into Wang High School and that was great, it was a great atmosphere, it Was, but we had to go in there every Sunday morning and just pray that place through so that you could do church in there, and clean it up, and we'd mop the floors and clean the toilets, it'd just be filthy, you know. And then, then it came exam time, and so they would say, oh, year 12 exams take priority over the church, so you can't meet in here for about, you know, however many weeks the exams take, and so... You know, when you've got a large church, it's very difficult to say to the people, "Oh, we can't meet here for the next couple of weeks, so we're going to have to go meet here. We're going to have to go meet there. There's different locations that we have to go to." And on one of those occasions where we had to get out of the Wang High School, we'd already began to pur- we'd already purchased this land, and um, we said, "Well, you know." we've got this tent, why don't we just put it up and we'll do a couple of weeks in the tent because we've got nowhere else to go. We were like the nomadic Israelites. And so we set this huge 350-seater marquee up, which we got for a song. And we we just thought we'll just have a couple of weeks in here and, and then we'll go back to Wang High School. And everybody just went, you know what? It's so good to be in our own land. It's so good to come and go as we please. It's so good that we don't have anyone telling us you can't meet here today. It's so good to have a spiritual atmosphere that we don't have to fight for every Sunday morning. It's so good to even have porta loos. At least they're cleaner than the toilets at Wong Hai. Um, can we just stay here, Pastor? Can we just stay? And we just like, oh, you know, we want a home for our family. Okay, a three hundred and fifty seater marquee will do for now. And we did five years in a tent, you know, with the holes in the roof, and you know after one hailstorm there was a little tiny dents in the roof of the of the marquee. And you know, we'd actually there'd be people come to church with umbrellas, not just to come into church, but to sit in church and listen to the sermon. You just have an umbrella up and listen to the sermon or you just have to everybody shuffle this way because the leak is coming there you know and and you know we'd be in the middle of a service and you'd see all the the deacons rush up with plastic bags to put over the keyboards and over the electrical equipment and the singers are singing we're praying they don't get electrocuted they're standing in a puddle (laughs) like it was just it was fun and um you know, we had a horse on the land at the time, and he would stick his head in, and you know, and want something to eat in the middle of the service. It's crazy. Summer, summer was just as bad. You know, summer was like, you know, you, you you get those really forty degree days, wouldn't we, Mark? And we just we just you know drop all the walls of the tent and just sit there, just sweating like pigs. But we were coming to church. We were coming to church. And then the flies and Aussie, the good old Aussie handshake and wave came into being. And, you know, we did it. We did five years in a marquee. The winters that we bought our blankets, you know, we, people would just bring dunas to church. And they would just sit there wrapped in a duna. And, and then they'd have the hat on, the gloves. Like, it's not England, people. No, but it was freezing. You know, and we'd have this big blow heater. It was like a—it sounded like a jet engine. About, and then we'd all be getting gassed. You know, you have old ladies going, "I feel a bit dizzy." You know, I say, like, "Yeah, that's because you're getting gassed right now." But we were a family, and we did it together. You know what I'm saying? It's been a journey. But deep in the heart of my husband, all the time he would come and he would stand on this land and he would cry out to God, "God, we need a home. We need a home for our family, we need somewhere. And we'd look around at the community where we where we live and we'd see that everything was transient. There was lots of single moms. There was lots of families that were, you know, in crisis. There was lots of broken families. There was lots of transitions. You know, the kids that we talked to in our youth group, not many of them had lived in a, in, a, in a house for any length of time. They'd always been moving and transitioning to different housing commission areas or whatever. And the heart that I had as a mom, his heart was to give us a house. My heart as a mom was to give us a place of permanency, that we could say to this community here, we are here and we are staying and we're here for the long haul and we're going to be here when you have your babies and when you have your grandbabies, we're still going to be here. We're not leaving you. We're not forsaking you. We're not running out on you. We're not, you know, here one minute, gone the next. We don't make promises that we cannot keep. We are here for the long haul and we're going to see. And, and I've seen that, you know, we've seen that, you know, even in Nathan D's You know, came as an eight-year-old boy into our church. Now, how old are you now, Nathan? Huh? 29. He's 29 now. You know, and he came in like he's a messed up kid, you know, with major problems and lots of family issues. And one of the things with Nathan and another little girl, Belinda, was like there was no place of permanency for their lives. But when they came here, they felt that there was a solid home. There was a family that were going to stick by them through thick and thin. Now Nathan's 29 years old, got a wife. His kids are now in our church. His boys, you know, run around here and we love them and they're part of our family. Another little girl, Belinda, who was born again also at eight years of age in our church, you know, now she's married with kids as well. She used to come out here when when she was about 12 years old. And she would just lay out on that grass out there. Day after day after day. And she'd say, Pastor Jill, you don't mind if I come and just lay on the grass here, do you? Because this is the only place that I've ever had that I can call home. This is the only place that I've ever had that I feel peace in. And I just want to come here and I want to lay here because this is home to me and this is peace to me. This is what we are doing as a family you know, this isn't just about a building fund. This isn't just about, oh, the church is, you know, asking you for money. This is about us bringing our lamb and our bread rolls, and saying we're going to feed, you know, we're going to feed each other, and we're going to make a place here that's great for our community. As it, yeah, you can give the Lord a hand and yourselves. I've seen my husband year after year after year after year stand on this land and cry out to God. This man prays an average of four hours a day, and I'm not kidding you. I live with him. I don't get to see him very much. Because we pray that sacrifice, because why? Because we believe with all our hearts that God wants the church to be the head and not the tail, that God wants the church to, to possess the land, not rent the land, to possess the land. That we would have a place that is ours, that is the place that no one can touch and tell us when to go and come. But this is the house of the living God. That God deserves a great house and He deserves, you deserve a home to come to. Just put your put both feet on the ground right now. And just stomp like that. And just say to yourself, this floor that I just stomped on, so that is mine it's not the church it's not Phil and Julie's church, it's not a church that some government paid for it's not not a church that came about by some sort of miraculous funding this is my church and I paid for it and I'm paying for it and I own it this is your house, this is the house of God, this is our family home Is that good? So that's what that statement means. Vision Builders is us, the C3 Tugra family and friends joining together, not equal giving but equal sacrifice. We're sure that you would agree, as I've just said, that we are a community, a spiritual family who need a house, a place to call home, amen, and a permanent house who can reach out in love beyond ourselves and now plan a church in C3 Nairobi. So not only are we going to build a house here but we can put our feet down and say we own this, but now our feet through Garth and Jamie are going to go into Nairobi, Kenya, Africa, and we're going to put our feet down in another nation and we're going to build a home Right there, and do exactly what we've done there. Here, we're going to do there in greater dimensions than we have done here, because God is in the 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 um business of increase. Is a photo. There's a photo of Jamie and Garth, and there's Jamie and Garth with the kids over there in a school, giving them pencils and paper and all that sort of stuff And just have a look at this picture what Jamie and Garth did yesterday yes I know I've always said if any of my kids get a tattoo I'm going to chuck them out and I still say that Gemma if you're in kids church you're going to hear me amen but Jamie and Garth got this tattooed on their finger as a sign to God and it's actually in Swahili it means yes And they said that we got a tattoo on our fingers, mainly because you can't wear rings over there or someone will rip your finger off trying to get your ring off. But anyway, they got this tattoo on their fingers to say yes to God, yes to the call, yes to the covenant of marriage, yes to Africa as a long-term thing. And we as a church are going to put our feet in Africa now. You guys are amazing. Do Do you realize how amazing you are? Do you realize how amazing you are? That you are so much bigger than what you thought you were. That not only can you build a house for your family, not only can you provide for your family, you can provide for a church family and then you can provide for the poor and the needy and the desperate in Africa. You're amazing. Give yourself a pat on the back. Pat the person's back next to you. And the other thing that that we want to, there's three things we want to focus on this year in Vision Builders. We want to focus on knocking that mortgage over. Who can say amen to that? You know, just say to that last taskmaster, you don't own us. God, this is God's house. Bank, you don't own us. You can't tell us what to do. We're going to do what God says. Just... Get rid of that mortgage. We want to get rid of the mortgage. Number one, everyone say number one. Okay. We want to we want to plant C3 in Nairobi. So everybody say number two. And number three, we want to build great kids facilities. That's what we want to do. 2015, 2016 vision builders. We're focusing on three major things. A goal that we think is a very achievable goal if we all put together and bring our food to the house of God. Amen? Now, some of you are looking at me saying, well, Pastor Julie, you said that last year. You said last year that we were going to begin to build the C3 Kids facilities, but the kids are still in the tent. What happened? We announced last year at our Vision Builders pledges that we had taken in pledges for the year. So this is a yearly pledge that we had taken in pledges for uh, $323,000 for the year. Amazing amount, which meant that we could not only pay our mortgage, but we could also build kids' facilities and do the things in, in outreach that we wanted to do. Unfortunately, not long after that pledge was taken up, We realized that one of those pledges, which was a $100,000 pledge from one person, was not going to happen. So we were $100,000 down in that year. There was another $100,000 pledge that we were believing for and have been believing for for one year, holding our breath that it would come in, it didn't come in. So, out of the $323,000 that we were pledged in the last financial year towards Vision Builders, we only are expecting to receive by the end of it $123,000. Which basically, to be honest with you, didn't even cover the mortgage. And many months we had to cover the mortgage through the faithful giving of one or two people that would just say I'll cover it this month. Sometimes we're like $4,000 a month short and it would be just like Phil and I would be redraw- redrawing on home loans and doing everything that we could just to pay the- and we wanted to just get through that year hoping that that 100, other 100000 would come in so that we could do what we said we were going to do but we just found out it's not going to come in. And so this is, what, this is what I... You can take those figures down, thanks. This is what I, I think. It's really wonderful in a vision builder's pledge time to get those big $100,000 pledges in and make everybody go, Whoa! But you know what? I just reckon it's better if everybody has equal giving Equal sacrifice, not equal giving. If every one of us said, you know what, we're not going to leave it up to the big millionaire who walks in here and says he's going to pay our bills. We're going to do this ourselves. We're going to be faithful ourselves. And we worked out that if, if 100 people in our church gave $28 per week, we would completely cover our mortgage. 100 people, $28 a week completely covers our mortgage and then everything that comes in on top of that, that's what we use then to do the other things that we need to do which primarily is getting this C3 Nairobi planted and getting kids facilities built. Under the building you'll see and we're going to go into this a little bit more. Over the next two weeks we're going to go into this more. Luke's going to share next week more on facts and figures so you know exactly where everything is with graphs and everything like that so you exactly know what where where what is happening where we're going and and the vision for that and as he said i'm so excited about this year as well we all are as a team we have been meeting together we just feel a real providence in god this year but we don't feel like it's going to be the big giver that walks through the door you know it's never the rich man do you know that God uses simple people. In the history of this church in the last 19 years, I can honestly say to you, the biggest givers in this church would be the people that you would never, ever guess that they gave what they gave. They're the people that other churches probably wouldn't even welcome into their churches because they look a bit odd or they don't look quite clean enough or they you know, they didn't get teeth. But they're the people that have supported this church. It's the little people pulling together, doing what we can together. Is that okay? It's good. I want facilities for our kids. Under the, under the building right now, you'll see there's some colourful-looking play equipment stuff. And we had an incredible family um, donate that to our church big play gym area it's fantastic, it's awesome it's an industrial one um, but it had been sitting you know, for a long time in the weather and so Phil and I said you know what we need to get this great for our kids we haven't got the finances, they didn't come in for the kids facilities so we paid Phil and I out of our own pocket $1,200 to get that all sandblasted and repainted and ready to go for the kids church because that's how much we think of our kids church that we would give over and above what we already give that we would reach into what we don't have and give that because we want to see something great here for our kids church and we wanted to make it happen even though it didn't happen in the natural amen that's how much we think we still can't put it up because now we need a pad to put it up on and we need money for that that's the way it goes amen but God is doing something amazing amongst us. Let's read this scripture. It says this, together we can do this. Listen to this scripture. God is building a home. He's using us all, irrespective of how we got here and what he is building. He used the apostles and the prophets. He used Pastor Phil, Pastor Julie and other leaders to put things in place. He used the apostles and prophets for the foundation. Now he is using you, fitting you in brick by brick, stone by stone, with Christ Jesus as the cornerstone that holds all the parts together. Amen? There's a word that, that was thrown around, and I'm finishing. I can have the band up. There's a word that's been thrown around a lot lately, but I think it's a fantastic word, and it's a word synergy. And this is the definition of that word synergy. It says this, the whole is greater than the sum of the parts. In other words, you can do more with less. This is a little story. At a state fair, there was an event where horses were being hitched to wagons to see which horse could pull the most weight. Two horses pulled 9,000 pounds. Then they hitched these two strongest horses together on the same wagon. The horses didn't pull 18,000 pounds, a mere doubling of their individual efforts. Instead, together, in true teamwork, they pulled 35,000 pounds. Now that's synergy. I want to encourage you this week, it will be this week, and next week we're going to be sharing more of the vision with you. Garth and Jamie are going to be sharing more on Nairobi next Sunday night. So if you want to know about Africa, what's going on there, they're going to be showing videos and slides and everything that we're going to be doing in that nation. That's next Sunday night. Next Sunday morning, Luke is going to be sharing more facts and figures, and I'm going to be sharing more about the kids' church and the vision that we have for kids' church and the kids' facilities. And then that will culminate on the 18th when we all go and get dressed up and go and have beautiful canopy food and a beautiful grazing table and a beautiful cocktail atmosphere where we all come together and say, you know what, together we're better. We can do this. Together we're better. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Let's stand together in the presence of the Lord this morning. We thank you for your patience this morning. It's been an amazing morning. Hallelujah. If you're a visitor in the church, you know, this is not something we do all the time. This is just a once a year uh, thing that we do, and it's amazing. God is good. Bless God. Father, we thank you. We declare this morning, Lord, that we are your church, that we are the family of God, that we are brothers and sisters, aunts and uncles, cousins and and moms and dads of a community and of each other. And Lord, I thank you that you would cause a unity and a oneness in this place like we've never had before, that there'll be a rising up of faith that there'll be a coming together, God, that there'll be those that bring the bread rolls and there'll be those that bring the lamb, but God will feast together in the goodness of God. We thank you, Lord, as we make decisions over the next few weeks about our commitment to vision builders this year, that, God, you will over and abundantly bless us, not by the rich men, not by the promises that are unfulfilled, but by the loaves and the fishes, as Pastor Phil said, bringing our loaves and our fishes before the Lord and seeing great things happen in the name of Jesus Christ. We hope you enjoyed listening to this message. For more information on what you've just heard or how to visit us, go to c 3 telgraorgau We hope to see you at church soon.